Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Today we're going to be looking at something that's vital for you to get a grip of so that you can really detox from a toxic relationship. We're going to look at fear. Now the main way that narcissistic abuse is happening is through them controlling you through fear. They do control us through fear and normally this is quite hard for you to come to terms with because you're such a strong person. We're going to look at the mechanics of fear so you can really understand how this is working in your life and particularly how they're controlling you through guilt and shame because these are the two emotions that they use to control and the more you can understand this the more you can release these emotions and the fear so you can move forward and genuinely detox from a toxic relationship. We have to let go of the fear the guilt, the shame, so that you can move forward and really step into your greatness and step into what you're meant to do before you ever got into this toxic relationship. You see, there's many, many phases of fear and they're all really familiar to a lot of people. So we kind of don't take much notice about it because fear is so prevalent into the world, right? Lots of people talk about feel the fear and do it anyway. But when it comes to a toxic relationship, it's really about breaking this down so that you can get all the information that you need so that you can move forward. You see, with toxic relationships, there's always a sense of fear. Remember, there's this feeling of walking on eggshells. There's basically a certain amount of fear in the relationship, a constant level of fear around you where you're not sure how this person is going to react. And so you're having to double guess how to behave, trying to please them so that they don't get upset. So there's always this constant fear that's happening in the relationship. What happens is you're ability to handle fear on a day-to-day level basically increases over time, over the duration of the relationship. So it's not like you're the normal kind of person that can, can't can handle difficult people or difficult situations. You're actually living in this environment. So your tolerance for dealing with fear is a lot higher than the average person. So let's look at this so that you really, really understand that you are a strong person, even though you're living in a state of fear and it's becoming like this background feeling that you're dealing with on a day-to-day level, but you're still managing to function in the world even though you've got, you're living in this continuous state of fear, not knowing what they're going to do. Remember, the toxic person has created an illusion, an illusion of what life should be like. And they're 
basically projecting their own fears onto you. You know, that's what's happening over a period of time. They're making you question yourself. They're making you feel bad about yourself because they have their own fears and they are projecting those fears onto you. And no matter what you do, you can't seem to be able to ease their fear for too long. They're living in this world where they're having to prove who they are. They're trying to make sure that people see them in a certain light. They're trying to create an illusion of who they are. They want to be perceived by people as in a certain way, even though they're not that person. They're not authentic, basically. They're the opposite of authentic. That's what toxic people are. And that's why they are so toxic. They're constantly living in fear that they're going to be found out for who they truly are. Hence why they're always reacting, always being triggered by you. And then they're making you feel uncertain about yourself and fearful of yourself to actually even bring up anything that you're going through. So for instance, if you actually um, go to a toxic person and you say, you know what you've done here isn't right. The way you spoke to me wasn't right. They will literally dismiss it, demean you and make it out as if it's your fault that you brought the situation up in the first place, as though it's your your wrongdoing. And if you really look at this, it's really hard to come out of fear because of the way the toxic person reacts. So a narcissist, typically when they're found out, will have loads of flying monkeys or enablers around them. Remember, a narcissist can't function without their enablers. They will have enablers around them. And what the enablers and the flying monkeys are doing is actually trying to dismiss and demean you and gaslight you so that you are fearful of what society is going to think of you for living and being in your truth. The last thing they want is for you to get to your truth. So you might feel a fear of rejection. There might be a fear of, um, you know, loving or getting into a loving relationship again, a fear of trusting other people. There could be a fear of even getting close to someone else because you don't want to feel vulnerable again. There's a lot of fear that is created after you've been in a toxic relationship. There could be a fear of failure. There might even be a fear of success because you don't want to upset the toxic person, the narcissist. There will be a lot of fear of a lot of different things. The fear of ridicule or being told that you was the wrong person by other people or even the fear that you might not be able to live on your by yourself. You might not be able to cope by yourself. The fear of criticism, the fear of rejection, the fear that you're not good enough. Because remember, they've been constantly criticizing you and telling you that you need to do more, that you need to change, that you are to blame. No matter how many times they is so apparent that they're the ones that have done the wrong thing, they will always blame you and turn it around. So for you, there could be a point where you actually have these fears that other people are going to judge you or criticize you because this has been your life. This has been how you've been living, where you feel inadequate in some way 
And there is a fear of disapproving others. Because remember, your people pleasing will be an on all time high because you've been walking on eggshells. It's actually necessary for you to survive, to feel like this person is approving of you so that they don't come out and give you narcissistic rage or you don't, ha you don't want to be dealing with the upset of upsetting that person. You think about all your words carefully. Maybe you're not going out as much. Maybe you have stopped making decisions about what it is that you want because you don't want to upset the narcissist. There might even be fear of making decisions just in case you get it wrong. I know I've spoken to clients where they've noticed they can walk around the supermarket aimlessly for hours. You know, when I first talked to them, they realized that they don't know how to make decisions and it's amazing to see them actually understanding and progressing through my program and actually healing this fear, this fear of punishment, this fear of change, of, of loss of security, of, you know, the fear of losing control of yourself. Because remember, the narcissist is always pushing your buttons constantly in the hope of getting supply. That's their purpose. The whole purpose of this relationship is so that they can get supply from you. It's the best way I, you know, I can explain it is if you imagine the narcissist is like a shark and they're in the waters and they're constantly looking for food. They're genuinely wanting to be fed all the time and and if you're available and every single person is seen as potential food, potential supply. If you're available if and you're giving them emotional reactions, you're actually supplying that person, that narcissist, with negative emotions and they're feeding off of that. And if you become negative and you get triggered and you're reacting in a way that you normally wouldn't be, like you're getting overly emotional or you're getting angry and you're losing control, they love that because they want to push your buttons. They want to question you as if, and uh, question you in a way where they're trying to twist it around and make out that you're the person that's wrong. You're lying. You're making it all up. And they will gaslight you in that way again and again and again. They'll take things out of context. They'll manipulate other people. They'll manipulate you. There will be a fear that you don't know what this toxic person is doing. And so you're constantly on edge, even if you've actually got out of the relationship. So this fear could be quite unconscious. You might feel like, oh, I don't know myself anymore. I, I can get angry. I can get really triggered, you know, which is something new, something that you've never experienced before. And with fear, you're going to start thinking that you're the bad person. You start believing that you're the guilty one. And that is exactly what they want. Because the best way to control is through fear, guilt and shame. That's where they can magnify and multiply their hold and control over you. You see, the opposite of all of this is healing and looking at the healing effect of love. 
Now, if you've listened to any of my podcasts already, you will always know that I talk about love because fear is such a pandemic in our society. It's so extensive everywhere. And fear is almost, you know, associated with our survival. And that's what we're doing in toxic relationships. We are just trying to survive. And the theories of how to deal with toxic people puts the feeling of fear in us because we feel like they're in control. We can't control them. We can't reason with them. And remember, your tolerance for fear has improved. It increased. It's not improved. It's increased. But the problem is that as the fear escalates, you can see that you start feeling more and more fearful of leaving and letting go of the relationship itself. And you can't basically just move forward. But the fear can actually be healed by love. And that's the thing that we're really missing here. That is what is missing in a toxic relationship. There is no authentic love. And what we're waiting for is just the small amounts of love that come at the hoovering part of the toxic relationship cycle. But the truth of the matter is that it's not healing for us because it's not actually real love. It's just an illusion. It's just a relief that they're not being difficult or rageful. But the real the, the thing that we really need is to actually replace the fear that we've accumulated in that toxic relationship with love. And this is the real deal. We need the real deal. If we look at all the great saints and all the great people in the world before us, the truth is that people will go from lengths, different countries to go and be in the presence of great healers and saints because the presence of these people have a power to heal because there is an intense vibration of love and they re radiate this. So people like the Dalai Lama, for instance, just being in their presence, you will feel the vibration of love and that is the basis of spiritual healing. So the more you can have more loving thoughts to yourself, the more you will heal yourself. And the problem is that when you've been in a toxic relationship, what you've really stopped doing is being loving to yourself. If you're finding that you've come out of a toxic relationship, you will judge yourself. You think, oh, you know, maybe I was silly. I shouldn't have done that. You'll be angry at yourself. And that is what the toxic person is trying to do. They're actually creating blocks in between you and love so that you get more and more fearful you get more and more fearful of even love and that's the thing that's where we come to guilt if you observe any conversation that you have with a toxic person you will always find that they will try and make you feel guilty they will try and make you feel like basically you're wrong you have, you, they will put on this feeling of wrongness on you and like you need to be potentially punished. That is guilt, basically. The feeling of guilt is about that you're wrong. You know, you did something wrong. And you know, the thing, if you think back to your relationship, 
What the toxic person is doing is punishing you and giving you more and more guilt. And guilt accompanies all the negative emotions and a lot of it is fear. Where there is fear, there is guilt. That is the way that they control you. You know, they're trying to make you feel guilty over and over again, making you the wrong one. It could be something really small like, you know, you want to go out, you know, and see some friends, but they will try and make you feel guilty as if you're wrong for doing something. Say if you even get an award, they will make you feel guilty about that somehow. They will make you feel like the wrong one over and over again. Say if they gambled away all the family finances and you're going out to work to try and, you know, keep everything afloat. They will even make you feel guilty about that. They will say, look at her. She's always working or look at him. He's always working. He doesn't think about me. They will make sure that you feel guilty about that. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous what they do. It's absolutely crazy. And obviously, the enablers and the flying monkeys, they will actually start listening to that rubbish and actually making you feel more and more guilty, like you're the bad one. And you know that you're not the bad one, but they're still trying to make you feel like you're the wrong one and you start questioning yourself. Am I doing what's wrong? So what happens there is, as you have more and more guilt, you feel less likely like you can have fun. You feel like you don't deserve to have fun. You don't deserve to have a good life moving forward. And that's what they're trying to do, is make you feel so bad that you don't feel like you deserve to have the life that you truly do deserve. You see, guilt happens unconsciously a lot of the time and then it will emerge in self-punishment, self-sabotage, procrastination. You won't know why you're not able to do the things that will bring you joy, bring you pleasure, bring you aliveness in the world. You see guilt is pretty much killing you inside. It's a kind of darkening your day and it's limiting you and holding you back. Whereas love, love actually represents life it brings you breath, it brings you joy, it brings the spirit within you to actually go out and do everything and anything that you want. Guilt is basically the smaller part of you that believes all the negative things about yourself and tries to destroy anything that you're trying to do because you feel like you're not deserving of it, you're not worthy of it. Some of you might be aware of the guilt, some of you might be trying to push it down, but either way, All this is, is basically a whole load of rubbish, garbage. It's not true. It's like all the rubbish and garbage that the narcissist said that were putting it on you day in, day out and saying it over and over again. It's not true. And the truth is within you. That is the truth. The truth is within you. The truth is there's a part of you that is so innocent It's the part of you that actually, the innocent part of you that believes and trusts this person and maybe the enablers and the flying monkeys. And that's the part of us that we get annoyed at. It's like, how did I get into this relationship? I'm so annoyed at myself. How could I let this happen? It's your inner innocence, you see. 
And when you can really come to terms with the fact that this was just someone else's negativity that programmed you and it was your innocence, they were just looking to control you so that they could exploit you, they could uh, take your energy, your money, your loyalty, so they could capture your mind and control it. That's all it was. But if you can come down to understanding that you were innocent, like a clean piece of paper. My aunt always says that when we're born, we're a clean piece of paper. And when we're a clean piece of paper, we can create anything on it. And we have to be careful what goes on to that piece of paper because we're pure, we're innocent. And what we want to do is really bring out the light, the joy, the happiness. And okay, so we have been contaminated by a toxic relationship. But it doesn't mean that we can't clear, we can rub out all that rubbish and just have our clean state again and really connect with the love again. It's possible for us. You see, when you can look inside and see your innate inner innocence in getting into the toxic relationship and really understand that, then you can stop hating yourself. Then you can stop condemning yourself and really see the beauty within you. Then you can see that you can be validated. You're worthy as a human being. Then you can stop giving away your power to everyone that is toxic, that is just scamming you for some energy, some whatever it is that they're looking for. You see, the biggest fear that we have been told to look within because we feel like there might be something really dreadful, awful about us. And then we have been programmed by these horrible, toxic people that there's something really bad within us and that, you know, we're truly bad people and that we don't want to go truly inward and do the work inward. That the world doesn't want you to know the truth about yourself. Why? Because then you'll be free. You won't be controlled, manipulated, exploited, drained, dis disempowered. So basically, the most important thing for you to do is connect with the truth of who you really are. If we could, if it all pans out, the more you can love within, the lighter and stronger you can get. And look, if we look at every single teacher from the history, the beginning of time, all the great people that have made so much history, that religions have been brought about and created from these great teachers, they're all telling us one thing. They're telling us to look within. They're saying, look within to find the truth of who you really are and it will set you free. You see, if, if what we were meant to find within us was that bad that we were feeling, would feel so guilty, would be scared, and we were these evil, rotten people that we are, then why on earth would these great teachers say to us, look within? They're telling us to go look within. They'd be saying, no, 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 whatever you do, don't look within because it's bad in there. But the truth is, you don't need to fear what's inside. You need to connect with yourself, your capacity to truly love yourself again. And that's where your self-esteem, your confidence will truly come back. Your capacity to love others as well as loving yourself. And that is where you will be freed from guilt. And this is where you will become dramatically change your life. Where you'll have this amazing freedom and you'll really understand what forgiveness is, which is Truly just letting go of the past and moving forward. 
letting go of the guilt and moving forward. It's not right what they've done, but you know what? It's irrelevant because you've just let go of it and you want to move forward. You want to connect with who you truly are. And part of that is letting go of the fear, letting go of the guilt that you are not worthy of what it is that you're meant to do. So if you are looking to heal and move forward and release all of this fear, this guilt, all of this stuff that's holding you back, then please download my free webinar, my free training. It's in the free resources section. And you will you'll learn something amazing that will help you understand what it is that you're meant to do to actually really heal and thrive in your life. And as always, I'm sending you so much love because love is the greatest healer.